This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Money, 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 money. Oh, find a pitch. Find a pitch, dog. It's all about money, boys, and the NFL finally established how much these teams can spend in 2021. Salary cap came down, $182.5 million is the most that you can spend. That is a decrease by 8% from last year's cap. And Kellen, you were saying before we started this episode of Steelers Standard, by the way, that this is the first time in a long time the cap's gone down, actually. Yeah, I think it's since like 2017 or 2016, the cap has gone up every single year. And then obviously now with, you know, the world being what it is, I mean, that is really at the end of the day, that's the reason why the cap has gone down. Um, But, you know, the hope is next year it's going to boom once again, and it's really, really going to boom, and uh, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, the first time in like probably like five or six years that the cap has been um, down. It's pretty crazy. Well, that's Kellen Gursky. Jacob Rex here, too. He hasn't talked yet. Maybe he won't talk at all if we're lucky. I'm Tom Opperman. We're going to talk about the salary cap some more now that it is established in past episodes of Steelers Standard. When we've talked about this cap, it's really been just speculative because the league hasn't set the cap yet. Now that it's set, the Steelers, as it stands right now, have about $6.187 million in cap space open. So that's a little under what we were expecting when we thought, hey, maybe the cap will be closer to 185, maybe the pipe dream of 187 that we had been throwing out there the yeah. past couple of weeks. But at the 182 mark, they're currently sitting about $6 million over the cap. They can still do some work. Uh, I know news earlier this week, they restructured Derek Watts' contract to get $900,000 back uh, <laughs> towards the cap. And they still have some contracts on the table that I think are ripe for the restructuring. Uh, Steph Tuitt and Steven Nelson are the two that really jump out to me. Uh, Steph Tuitt's cap hit of $14.9 million. Steve Nelson's cap hit of $14.4 million. If you can get those down about $4 million each by offering them some restructured deals and some extensions, I think you do it. Because I think Tuitt and Nelson are two guys that have three or four more years left in the tank. And, you know, their contracts are up after next season. And I think it's realistic to say you'd like to have them as a Pittsburgh Steeler beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. You look at both of those guys, and you'd like to see both of them um, beyond that. And like you said, when you look at it, he is kind of ripe, and that's kind of been a popular pick um, from a lot of people to say that he's probably next to get restructured, um, and probably the same with uh, with Steve Nelson. Um, and the thing about Nelson too is that um, you know we we've talked a lot about well. Um, comparing him to Joe Hayden and saying that Hayden, I mean, he still might be a cap cut, but um, I think the reason that you probably restructure with, with Nelson, they make similar amounts as far as the cap's concerned. Yeah. It's just Nelson's younger. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say <laughs> is that the reason that you do it with Nelson, you probably restructure with Nelson. You don't make him a cap cap cut is because he is just a, he, he's a younger player and um, you know, not to say that Hayden still can't play, but um, you kind of go with the younger guy in these situations, and especially when they make about the same amount of money. Um, and at the end of the day, too, whenever Joe Hayden is done with the Steelers, which might be at the end of this year, you need somebody else. And I think Nelson can still be that number one, and he's got some years to give there, too. 
Yeah, and speaking of number ones, I mean, obviously Cam Hayward just got his deal done last year, so there won't be too much adjusting going on there. But Stefan Tuin can really look at this as an opportunity to be a leader of this team, even though he's not one of the longest tenured guys. He's still one compared to the offense. I mean, he's he's been around longer than anyone on the offense, but on the defense, it's a different story. But he can look at himself as a as a leader in this position to say, hey, I can actually help this team. Let me do so by restructuring, making things easier for this team. And I, it, it seems that that is the direction this team wants to go in. They want to have this discussion with him, and I feel like he is a team player, so I, I'm hoping for that for him. We talked about Joe Hayden getting cut and how attractive that really could be as far as gaining some cap space back for the Steelers. Uh, we move closer and closer towards the start of free agency. Joe Hayden is still on the Steelers roster. It's starting to seem like Joe Hayden will remain a Pittsburgh Steeler in the 2021 season. So you got Joe Hayden at that $15.575 million cap hit. You're not going to restructure that because this is probably his last year in black and gold regardless. Uh, you restructure Nelson or to it, you get some extra million back. Yeah. No matter what, it looks like you're only going to be able to have enough money to sign Mike Hilton or Cam Sutton uh, when you choose to keep Joe Hayden and Steve Nelson as your number one and your number two corners. You need that number three guy. It's going to be an either-or thing, honestly, in my mind, between Hilton and Sutton. And I lean towards Sutton. Sutton has had the most potential as far as an actual cover corner is concerned. And stepping up and maybe being a guy who could f fill one of those roles on the outside in the future. Whereas Mike Hilton is probably the very best at a very specific skill set in the NFL. Only one of two guys who does what he does. And he does it so well that his market value is around $7.8 million. So he's a, yeah. a specialist in every sense of the word. Uh, I just think that when you're looking to add depth and add skill to the or to retain skill in the defensive backfield for the Steelers. I think you lean more towards the pass coverage guy than the uh, rush guy off the edge in Mike Hilton. And Sutton also is projected to be a couple million, not a couple million, a couple hundred thousand dollars cheaper than uh, Mike Hilton. So I think Sutton ends up being the guy that they bring back and retain in free agency. Bringing back both of them was a pipe dream. If you had Hayden on the roster uh, with him, gone off the roster it was still going to be tough to do but it was more likely but just the fact that I, it looks like he's going to stay a Pittsburgh Steeler it's going to give you only the flexibility to sign one of them and you're still going to have not much cap space left after once you sign yeah. one of those two yeah I think you make a great point there and I, I think unfortunately because I, I think on this show a handful of episodes ago I said that for me um, Hilton would be the guy that I most would not want to lose. He would be the guy that I most would want to go after to bring back to this team. But like you said, um, and I've used this word a lot, he kind of has a niche role that not a lot of teams have. They don't have a corner that can play the run and can blitz as well as Mike Hilton does. So, yeah, I mean, when you look at what the Steelers need, they don't necessarily need that, you know, so to speak, as much as they need a third guy to back up. Um, Hayden and, and to back up Nelson I think you make a good point there that it probably is going to be Sutton he's probably going to be a little bit cheaper too um, and bringing both back you know kind of was um, pie in the sky thinking was optimistic um, 
And it's unfortunate because I really like Mike Hilton, and um, I think that if the situation was different, the cap situation was different, the Steelers would absolutely make him a priority because they would have an advantage to have um, you know, that, that specialist that a lot of teams don't. But with the cap being what it is and the way the season is going to go this year um, with money, it's just an unfortunate situation that, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be upset when Mike Hilton goes. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the, the roles that the team needs the most. And you do need a third corner, probably more than a specialist. Yeah, and I think one thing that definitely it was good to see, but it didn't do them any favors was the fact that Cam was a late round pick and and Mike Hilton went undrafted. The fact that they completely exceeded expectations of of what people thought they were going to be on an NFL talent basis or spectrum. They were both much greater than anyone expected them per, or predicted them to be. And so they kind of played themselves up to that big signing day. And unfortunately, Kellen, you're right. I mean, Mike Hilton did a lot more than just became a normal secondary guy. He became that specialist, and that's why he deserves to get paid. It's just unfortunate that this is the year that his contract needs to be worked. And if it was next year, I, I definitely see would have seen it as a possibility that he would have been brought back with additional space for the Steelers to work with. But, you know, I kind of think about it like this. If, if Terrell Edmonds had been a Cam Sutton or a Mike Hilton We'd be sitting here saying you absolutely have to retain Terrell Edmonds because of the value that he brings. I mean, yes, he's not the best guy in the NFL, but for a third-round or undrafted talent, he's definitely done a lot more than you could have asked for. So it's just funny how we 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 talk about guys like Terrell and we talk about guys like Cam and Mike who are definitely fan favorites of the team and of Steelers Nation. People love to root for Cam Sutton. People love to root for Mike Hilton. And sure, Cam Sutton definitely doesn't do the things that Mike Hilton does and vice versa, but when it comes down to it, Cam Sutton is is that more prototypical secondary figure, and I think that's why he'll be the guy most likely to come back of the two in 2021. It's just unfortunate that it has to seem, it seems that it's going to be an either-or because there's no doubt in my mind the three of us in Steelers Nation would love to see both of these guys back next year. So the Steelers have about $6 million in cap space as it stands right now. You restructure uh, a Tuit, you restructure a Nelson. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any cap casualties after speculating for weeks that there will be cap casualties. Uh, that's just how the NFL goes. It's changing yeah. so fast, especially in the offseason. But the Steelers, for the most part, I think, have their team I- intact. They'll bring back a Hilton or a Sutton, and then they'll build the rest out through the draft. Uh even with those restructured deals, you're probably looking at about 11 to $12 million in cap space when it's all said and done. That's not going to get you a name on the free agency market that's right. going to come in and be a starter hands down, uh, whether that be at the offensive line, whether that be in the defensive backfield, whether that be in the inside linebacker position. It's just not going to happen for the amount of money that you can offer. What it can offer them, though, is a chance to get some depth guys, some guys that are going to be second or third on the depth chart who have some veteran experience that can be fail-safes for the young rookies that you now are probably going to have to start on the line, Uh, at least one rookie starting on the offensive line, maybe as much as two rookies starting there. Uh, Maybe you have rookies stepping up on the defensive backfield or, or Justin Lane moving up the depth chart and playing more, so... It'll give them some flexibility as far as that's concerned, but 
when you look at going out and signing a big-time fish in the free agent market, uh, there's just no real chance that that could happen for the Steelers. You know, a couple weeks ago when there was still a pipe dream of the cap being up towards $188-187 million, then yeah, sure, the Steelers could have worked their way into a bigger fish, but at this point, it's just priority to retain as many players that you can retain and want to retain, uh, spend some cap space with your draft picks because you're going to have at least nine of them, uh, and then maybe fill out that roster with some veterans who aren't going to break the bank in free agency. But as far as looking at the market like you did with Eric Ebron a year ago or Steven Nelson two years prior to that, that's not going to happen this year. No, it just can't. And, again, that's just because of the, the cap situation and um, the cap being down and and that sort of thing. But uh, the point that you made there about – people are all, It's also important to remember there's speculation, and you just never know with something like the cap, but the Steelers could have almost $100 yeah. million dollars in it's open cap crazy. space next year. It's nuts. Which is – you could buy a whole team. Yeah, that much, right. But... Uh, so next year might be the year. You know, the Steelers normally never – um, do anything in free agency, although you know they have brought Nelson in and Ebron too. So next year might be a lot of fun. Um, but and we got to get there first. Too far off topic, but the way that the league is trending towards quarterbacks being available who were never available ten years yeah. ago. I mean, Stafford would never be able to find his way out of Detroit right. ten years ago. He's now in L.A. You just never know what's going to be out there. And if you're the Steelers, having $100 million or more in cap space for the next couple of seasons could really benefit yeah. you bringing in a guy who could be a quarterback for five to ten years. Absolutely. There, there, there's no question about it. But to the original point of you know this, the, the last thing you said there is they just don't have the space to do it. But I do like what you said about bringing in, you know, whether it's a veteran or a younger guy, whatever it is in a depth role, I think that's going to be super important for the Steelers because we saw what happened last year when, when the Steelers got beat up and they, mm-hmm. um, you know, injuries really depleted that defense. Um, and it really changed the way the defense had to play. Um, you, you lose Devin Bush, you have to put Robert Spillane in there and that's not a knock on Spillane. Um, but you know, we've made this point a couple of times on this show that, you know, if you'd have told me, you know, beginning of last year that Robert Spillane would be a key cog in the linebacking core, I probably would have told you you were nuts. Um, and then he got beat up at the end of the year and then I mean, you lose. How him. many, how many times did you say the name Robert Spillane before he came in to right. replace Devin Bush? So that's kind of the point, you know, you need backups and Spillane did well for himself, but you need more of that. You need more stability and, and there's yeah. yeah i mean there's a lot of positions that that need that cornerback is one that that comes right to mind inside linebacker because we'll see you know what ends up happening with, with vince williams it doesn't seem like vince is going to be a cap cut at this point um because the steelers you know they are six million dollars over the cap um so they should be able to bring him back but then again you never You'd really only know. save around four million and at what cost yeah. because then you'd have to probably go out and sign Avery Williamson who's going to be around the same cap hit that Vince right. Williams would have been if right. you just would have kept him in the first place mm-hmm. and Vince Williams is better than Avery Williamson so it's just not in the cards no. to cut Vince. But again I mean like you said you got to bring in some some depth guys and I think in their cap situation that's the best that they can possibly do um and like you said they got to try to bring back as many guys um, from 2020, you know, they're going to run back 2020. Um, and, you know, if, if that's your way of thinking, you better bring some depth with it because you don't really have much uh, much else room, much other room to do anything else. I, I know this didn't turn out the way that we kind of were optimistically looking on some prior episodes of Steelers Standard, and, and you can listen to those episodes on, on Apple or Spotify, download and subscribe to Steelers Standard. But 
It's still worth noting that the Steelers aren't in dire straits here. No. I mean, things could have been a lot worse. And, and Jacob, after you make your point, we're going to look at some of the other teams around the league and their cap situation. And it spells disaster for some teams out there. And, and right. the Steelers being $6 million over, or under, excuse me, is not the best. But, my God, as you guys will hear soon, it could be a lot worse. Well, I just think it's amusing how the narrative has kind of changed in the last week since before and after the Ben reconstructed deal happened. We were sitting here before the deal got done saying, okay, it's almost a foregone conclusion. Joe Hayden is gone. Same thing for Vince Williams. And what are we left with? What can we do to kind of retool those positions, specifically cornerback and inside linebacker? And now we're sitting here with Ben's deal done. And we're saying to ourselves, okay, it looks like they're going to be back for next year, which is good. However, as Kentlin always likes to point out, you know, how much do you really say you want to run it back? Do you really want to go 11-0, and 12-4, and 0-1 on the playoffs? No, you don't. But by bringing these guys back, I mean, you're, you're not setting yourself up to fail. But we're sitting here now saying, okay, we were ready to move on from these guys. It would have been nice to have some veteran leadership. Uh, from those guys who have been around, especially Vince, who's been a definite, definite outspoken leader of the team. But now that they are here, I find it amusing how we're saying it would have been great to bring in, to be able to bring in someone with a little more youth, with a little more extra years ahead of them uh, to kind of fill out the depth. And it's sort of the opposite of what sometimes that we would contemplate before the Ben deal got done, saying, okay, we it would be nice to bring these guys back, but unfortunately we can't. And now that they are back, it's we're kind of almost saying, okay, we're, we're kind of stuck with them, so we got to make do with these guys. And it would have been great to bring in someone else, but we can't. I just find that kind of interesting how the narrative has really changed in just a man of, matter of a week. Kellen, you, a guy that you wanted to talk about a little bit is a guy that they definitely won't be bringing back uh, – Despite having some money under the cap now, it's just not going to be affordable. We're going here now. You wanted to get into this a little bit. Juju has been a little vocal on social media, uh, shockingly, the past couple of days. On media, on Twitch, is that the streaming site? Yeah. Yeah. And he, Kellen, why don't you just fill us in on what he said? It was Um, was very off-putting and... Yeah, kind of makes you scream. Why don't you just get out of Pittsburgh now? Buddy? Yeah, um, I think Bro- that's what Kellen did this morning. I did. I did say that. Um, Brooke Pryor actually tweeted it out today. This is the only way I would have seen it. Um, but it was she tweeted that Juju Smith-Schuster is streaming a Fortnite game on Twitch right now. Broadcast title is March seventeenth. Free man. Um, and look, I, I just I tweeted out today like. This is what we talked about weeks ago when when Juju first came out and said, oh, I want to be a Steeler. I want to be a Steeler for life. This all was to set the Steelers up to make them look like the bad guy when what the inevitable when the inevitable happened was that everybody knew that the Steelers weren't going to bring Juju Smith-Schuster back. One, because they don't have the money to do it. And two, you're probably the second or third best receiver on the roster. Like, I I think it's fair to say that at this point. And he was setting the Steelers up to look like the bad guy. And, oh, and by the way, in the title, like in the little like thumbnail of the video, he's wearing sure. a Miami Dolphins jersey. His character's wearing there a Miami, Miami Dolphins jersey. Um, Just like a month ago, he was playing Fortnite, and his character was like a Packers, a Packers jersey or yeah. whatever. I mean, look, is that, any, is that any different, you know, than Mike Hilton 
you know, posting on Instagram like more, or nine days or whatever it is. Yes, uh, it is completely different because Mike Hilton's yeah. not out here with black and gold pom poms cheering about how great it is to be right. a Pittsburgh Steeler and he wants to stay here until he dies. Yeah, and I'm his... sure he likes to stay here, but he's not going to be out there and give false claims to the fan base like this is my new home and I'll never leave here. Mike he's, Hilton's just being honest. He's like, not yeah, giving a free agent. He's like, not giving you conflicting points. He, of he's view, not giving yeah. you tips either way where he's right. going to land. Where and, Juju's. Outwardly saying he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, and then online is yeah. acting as a Miami Dolphin. And the thing about Hilton too is that you know he was an undrafted guy, and those guys sure. even more so. Go really, get your money. Yeah, you know what I mean. You weren't brought in as a high pick. Well, and and you go get your money too, man. Sure, absolutely. Like, go to New York and get paid, but just don't spoon feed right. people that you're here for life and you love it here. Just be honest and yeah. say, I love Pittsburgh. We got a lot of things to look at this offseason. Right. Yeah, leave it at that. There are That's a lot of people, say. a lot of Steelers fans who really love Juju, who value him as much as they value They AB believe win. him 1,000% yep. when he says he's coming and, back, too. And yeah. those, it's going to be interesting to see how they react and, when and, he inevitably and they leaves. Will, and they will blame the Steelers when he doesn't come back, either. And those are the people Without that Without having I, any basic understanding of the cap yeah, yep. or how much money he costs, anything yep. like that. And those are the people that I just, like, I just shake my head at. Right. Like, how can you... Look at this guy. Well, they're not fans of the Steelers. No, they're, they're fans, fans of, of the individual of the brand. They're, they're the Juju Bees, and like they're I, the Twitch followers. I understand that you know. Again, it's about building your brand, and it's a good thing to do that. But like this, just you know, I I just can't wait until this whole thing is gone and over with. Like next I, week, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's not going to be a Steeler. And I'm pretty excited. And, you know, Corvette, Corvette, Juju's going to be a jet, jet, jet. That's my <laughs> prediction. Um, I think that's going to happen. I mean, and good for him. Like, if, if a team's going to offer you $17 million to go play wide receiver a year, go do it, dude. Like, go make your money. Just don't make the Steeler look like the bad guy when everybody knows that the inevitable is going to happen. Like, it just he's just a petulant child. Like, well, I, I mean, that might be a little bit harsh. No, but it's not. I think Juju's a petulant child. He acts more of a child than he's older than a lot of the guys on the team surrounding him nothing is more uh fate of destiny than the jets signing a guy who's really overrated for too much money when yeah. the jets don't need to sign a second number two wide receiver that acts like a number one wide receiver right now they got a lot more stuff to worry about yeah, you, do. you don't need to bring in a juju but i do think that's where he's going to land before we wrap this episode up i was mentioning earlier about some teams that are in absolute cap hell yeah and how it does not make the steelers situation look much worse now there's obviously teams like the packers nine million over the bucks six million over the you chiefs are 21 work. million over the saints are 25 million the rams are 33 million those teams uh, it's terrible if you're the saints and the rams right. but those teams have been winning and have been winning playoff games, going to the playoffs every year. Yeah. You, you can be over the cap and be and very comfortable as yeah. a fan base when you're at least getting to the playoffs and winning playoff games. But three teams that really jump out as far as being over the cap, that's like, whoa. Detrimental. The, the Bears are $17.5 million over the cap right now. And that was, you know, Bears fans, a lot of people tried to say that Russell Wilson was going to end up there. How in the world was that going to work? $17.5 <laughs> million. And I get the Bears made the playoffs, quote unquote, last year. Yeah. But they were a fringe playoff team, and they looked like they're going to be even worse next year. For them to be $17.5 million on, over the cap, 
And their quarterback is Mitch Trubisky, who is still playing on his rookie deal. I mean, it just shows you how they really messed up signing Nick Foles to a deal. And they just uh, part of that, too, is they just franchised um, Allen Robinson. So that's obviously part of that is why they're so much over now. But, yeah, I mean, you make a great point there. Like when your quarterback's Mitch Trubisky and you're still 17 and a half million over. uh, Yikes. That's that's bad. The Falcons are twenty two million dollars over the cap. That's a team that on paper I think always has a chance to win the NFC uh, South and make a playoff run. And they, they just have not the past three years. No, been I think it's terribly longer. underachieving. No, Since because the they they no, made, they the, made playoffs the playoffs after the Super Bowl after. the year after. Does that took change, the Eagles to the wire too, mind you? So does that they, number change at all if they go after a quarterback with what their sixth pick and then? dish out Matt Ryan. But then you're dealing with the dead cap space that yeah. comes with Matt Ryan. So they're not going to be out of cap hell this year, that's right. for sure. But you look at that number and there was a lot of strong sentiment that Bud Dupree would end up in Atlanta. Ain't no way he ended up in Atlanta with them being they just that can't far afford it, cap. Yeah. But uh, finally the last team that's just in absolute hell. This one makes a little bit of sense though. The Eagles are $26.8 million over the cap. You just got rid of Carson Everything Wentz. Everything has to do with Carson Wentz. Yeah, that number reflects all of that Carson So Wentz that deal. looks like a, a a hellish situation for them, but they got $40 million in dead cap money because of that Wentz trade. So once that gets off their books after this season, uh, the Eagles will be back in good graces with the salary cap. And when it goes up by the league standards next year, the Eagles should be fine. But Falcons, Bears, Eagles all being over the cap. That's something that you do not want to see if you're one of those fan bases. The Lions are the other team that's over the cap by about $1.6 million. Uh, They did just get Jared Goff. A lot of being over the cap has to do with the dead money they have from Matt Stafford being moved. But at least they have their quarterback. And you can get yourself under the cap if you're only $1.6 million over the cap. And there's a lot of things the Lions need to do as far as rebuilding is concerned. So a lot of their big moves are going to be draft picks who are going to come cheap. So not terrible situations for the Lions right now, but being over the cap in Detroit, not something that you want to do when you've been as bad as they have for the past decade. No, and they just got rid of uh, Kenny Galladay, too. They, they, he's a yeah, um, free agent, cap, you know, so they're, they're going to be fine, I mean, to get under the cap. But, I mean, that's not a, a good football team by any stretch. Right. Um, Same but, with the Bears, too. Yeah, I mean, all the, uh, any yeah. of the teams that we just listed. Yikes. They, Maybe they, the they, Falcons, though. The, I you can't, are just I always. Can't stop Same with, with them. the Bears, too. You love the no, Bears. No, I don't think the Bears are that good. The Falcons, though, just. They are good. Like, I, you can't just put Their that defense roster. Isn't great. It's not terrible. It's you not can't terrible. just put that roster out there and tell me that this is a bad team. There is something An weird older going on Todd with Gurley. It's just Matt. I think it's the headspace of Matt Ryan. I think maybe mentally he just doesn't know. He's still good though, and he's got crazy weapons. Uh, he does. Ridley, so you would think Julio, Julio. You would think he could lead his team, but I don't know. Maybe something in that Super yeah. Bowl kind of they're, just changed his wiring in his head. He can't do it anymore. They're bizarre. They're a bizarre team, but they're. They should they should blow it up now. They should draft the quarterback now. Get yep. rid of Matt, yeah. I get agree. rid of Matt Ryan and, and start over. I agree. Again, it's nothing against Matt Ryan. It's just that's a team who needs to start over. <laughs> if there's ever a team in the NFL they need to start over, it's the Atlanta Falcons, and they probably should have done it about two or three years ago. But that's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you as always for listening on SNR or for catching the podcast at Steelers.com. Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, you can download and subscribe 
to Steelers Standard. On the next episode of Steelers Standard, we're going to get into the running back position because there is a name in this draft class that hasn't been getting brought up the past couple of weeks, but he is rising up that board fast as far as the running back position is concerned. Could the Steelers kick the tires on him? We'll get into that and that Steelers offense for 2021 on the next episode of the Steelers Standard. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks for listening.